It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160, if you would like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. No bet. Doing She Talk Live for the first time. And Nikki. We actually haven't called it She Talk Live in like a long time. I guess it, it sort of still is. Yeah, you still She Talk Tonight, baby. I'm woman. Hear me roar. Well, you are not the first bearded lady I've ever seen, that being the case. But I'm probably the worst bearded lady you've ever seen. Hey, we don't discriminate here. That, that, I mean, certainly not. Uh, this is a safe, inclusive space, so... Well, the thing is, I've I've got a point in doing this, which is you know oh, no, you never want to have a point. Conservatives have their panties in a bunch. General, well, no, they over don't because the whole trans thing. Yeah, okay, and at the same time, they have their panties in a bunch because California requires every corporate board to have a woman on it. Well, guess what? One problem solves the other. You want us to have a woman on our board? Great. Sam over there, he gets $1,000 a month bonus, and he's a girl now. Okay? And if you don't like it, then you, your brother, and your mother can take your stuff and get out, because you're transphobic. That doesn't really solve the problem, though. It just sort of moves it. It solves the problem by letting somebody absorb a $1,000 hit, okay? Uh, you you pay out a thousand dollars and you're free of this regulation. You know you just pay pay Sam a little extra to take one for the team, and and the and so the thing about it is, uh, but see conservatives don't like that idea. Their their entire issue with trans people, aside from the fact that really they're just transphobic and they're using all of this as as a screen to hate on trans people. What their main allegation is, is that, you know, someone will sincerely do exactly what you're doing here tonight, you know, with full beard and everything saying, I'm a woman, I should be allowed to go into the women's room and, you know, you be in there with your 12 year old daughter or whatever. That's the argument that conservatives use. Well, it is. And and the thing is, if if you don't like that and Sam is doing that around your office, you should be able to tell Sam to cut it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, generally, if someone so, is doing something that you find like creepy, yeah. you should be able to say, "Hey, stop being creepy." It's also yeah. just kind of BS because the majority of trans people aren't doing that. Right. The majority so, of trans people are, but it only takes. How so? They're being or, creepy sorry, in the okay. bathroom. Are not. You're right. <laughs> uh, let me let me let me repeat that entire sentence uh, in one piece. Sure. So, so it doesn't get misquoted. <laughs> the majority of trans people are not abusing it. Right. You know, the majority well, I mean, of trans people just are what they are, and you know, it's like. 
The bathroom argument in you particular know. is completely insane to me. I've never met a single person who wanted to be in a bathroom at all. This isn't a place people go to hang out or do weird mm-hmm. stuff. They they go well, in there, there for one of two. There are people who hang per- out in restrooms and do weird stuff. It, there it's are. been happening to little boys since time immemorial. So don't and and little girls too. Yes. So it doesn't and, matter what gender the person is no, or how they're identifying. Matter. Creeps are creeps, no matter if they're trans, cis, straight, gay, exactly. whatever. But the fact is, other than those rare outliers, uh, the the it puts the lotion mm-hmm. on a skin type of people. Everyone I've ever met, every single human being I've ever met has only ever gone into the bathroom for one of two reasons. Or the restroom, rather, because if there's a bathroom, they could be taking a bathroom or something like that. But like a public restroom. Did you not know any people who did cocaine? Because you that that is the drug of the bathroom, man. That is what you do in the bathroom when you're not doing things I can't talk about on the radio. Okay, fair point. And I'm sure it's coming back because with the price of gas recently, it's cheaper to just buy cocaine and run. We've never had a little porta potty (laughs) fling? A no, I have, oh God! I, I have had someone attempt to do that. Like, they're like, "Hey, there's a porta potty right here." I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm sure there Ain't is, but no, thank you." I had Ain't time for. Got time oh, I had plenty of time. What I lacked was desire and willingness. Yeah, because that's about one of the most disgusting places on the earth. But and I, I mean, said, "Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire." <laughs> the fact is that trans people, cis people, all types of people—they they only go into the restroom to use the restroom right typically yes and and that's true of everybody but those who don't yeah but those those people are extraordinarily rare in my life to my knowledge i've never met one Uh, excluding Um, people going into the bathroom to do cocaine yeah i mean i've i've met child molesters none of them that i know of operated in bathrooms and none of them were uh, none of them were were trans, but I'll I'll tell you what. When I was about uh about sixteen, uh no, I wasn't actually sixteen. He was sixteen. I was more like fourteen. I was in my uh, military academy, and and I I ran up ran into a uh, a pedophile up up close and personal, and it stayed that. Stayed that way for a little while until I almost killed him in formation one day because he called me a faggot, and uh, and and basically it took the rest of the platoon to drag me off it, and uh, all of a sudden that didn't happen anymore. But I'll tell you what, that leaves a mark. Sure. Um. So, so the thing is, I, on the one hand, I understand to some extent as much as I can. You know, the the fear and pain that exists in the trans community. But the other thing is there's other people with their own traumas. And just like sometimes uh, a trans person will project their trauma onto somebody who had nothing to do with it. Sometimes a non-trans person will do that, too. Well, and that's the thing, right? So what we need to learn to do is tolerate each other. And if somebody says, I'm a woman, just... By what definition? And sure. if you say a woman is a person with a feminine personality and I have a feminine personality, therefore I'm a woman, I'm going to say, great, by your definition, you're absolutely a woman. I don't disagree, but in a lot of cases, you're you're not even allowed to ask by what definition without them screaming that you're transphobic. Like, they're, yeah. they're, Well, they can scream that. That's not initiation of force. No, but... 
I don't want it's still to, unpleasant. It, it is unpleasant. It is, it is unpleasant, and, it, and but, it's unfair. And it creates it, yeah. it creates a skewed world where if you say something even slightly that could be remotely construed as offensive to the LGBTQ community on Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media. You you Some could have hound you. you could have your entire life destroyed. Well, yeah. and nowadays you can't do anything. You, some other ones will say, "I'm sorry, these people are doing this to you because Which, I true. don't hold with that." Like you would say that if they were yeah. after me, and and so it's not about the whole group of people. It's like not all leftists think that I need to be exterminated, but some of them do, um, and so I have to recognize that both exist. So I don't generally talk about trans issues anyway, because to me, to me, it's like the the same reason it would be like Nikki talking about, you know, um, female issues or nobody talking about just male issues. To me, it's just a fact of life. Not really. Something are, you, I wanna, are you assuming my gender? A little bit. Not. I'm not assuming. <laughs> I don't think. But a woman is suing a psychiatrist. Uh, I don't remember exactly okay, where this that's was. Long overdue. Go, going in that Australia. Far, it sounds good to me. For approving. Her gender transition after just one meeting. So to oh, clarify for everyone, okay. this is a cis woman. Saw that a, coming. Yeah, a normal woman who transitioned briefly into being a male and then decided, I don't want to do this anymore and has been attempting to undo it. Mm. An Australian woman who transitioned to male before realizing it was a mistake is now suing a psychiatrist after he approved her female to male hormone treatment following a single meeting and later signed off on two surgeries to remove her breasts and her uterus. Well, this person needs to take self-responsibility for their own actions as well. You can't just place the blame on the psychiatrist, I don't I, think. I would agree that that's true, but also um, we're in an environment where there are certain expectations of professionals. And and if that doesn't meet the standards It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. Nobody. And Nikki. And I'm actually kind of surprised we didn't immediately get calls. I mean, the trans issue, it's such a hot topic in the United States, and well, another reason I don't like talking about it is because I'm kind of sick of being like the the tug of war that the left and the right yeah. love using to fight over. I mean, it used to be a, a different group. I don't remember exactly what it was, but but lately it's just trans people that they love fighting over, and I just I don't want to have anything to do with it. And it's probably been about a year now that I've had a policy on social media of immediately unfriending, removing, blocking if it was necessary, like Twitter doesn't give you many options to handle that sort of thing. Anyone who talked about trans issues in any direction, unless they were actually trans, right? In which case, look, if if that's what you want to make your personality about, I I don't want to see it, so I'm not going to follow you, but I'm not going to go out of my way to block you or unfriend you over that, but it was because it's exhausting to scroll through Twitter or Facebook or whatever and have all of these well-meaning individuals arguing about why I should have the right to do this or why I should have the right to do that. It's just as exhausting as the people arguing that I shouldn't have the rights. Can all of you people just leave me the hell alone? Yeah. 
I, I can totally see how that can be exhausting, especially as a trans person. Uh, in the birth community, there's this like sect of, they call themselves radical feminists. And basically, they just hate trans people. Oh, these are and the trans-exclusionary radical feminists. The pr- pretty much, but, okay. but they don't like to be called that. No one likes to be called a TERF. I mean, J.K. Yeah. Rowling is very clearly a TERF, but yeah. no one... Well, it's it's a slur, right? Yeah, it's, and I don't agree with anything these people are saying just because someone being trans doesn't make me any less of a woman, and it doesn't do anything to harm me, so... And I typically don't care what other people do, but sure. for some reason, they think that just the existence of trans women are ruining their lives and they're so dramatic about it. And it's exhausting. I've had to unfollow a lot of them, even though we agree on most things, just because we disagree on this topic and they are so noisy about it and it's so annoying. I've had to unfollow a lot of them just because I don't want to hear it anymore. Do either of you watch King of the Hill, or did you watch King of the Hill back when it was popular? Yeah, I do you remember to. the episode where Peggy Hill got caught up with the drag queens, and they were like, "Should they?" they no, they I haven't thought, seen that, but that sounds great. Yeah, they they assumed she was a drag queen or whatever, and she the way she took that is, "Oh my God, I'm so unwomanly. I'm so bad at being a woman." Basically, that that these men who are trying to be women mistook me for one of them, which. Yeah, that's probably pretty devastating to your ego. But what they ended up pointing out to her, because it was supposed to be a heartwarming episode, is that, no, 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 we we liked you because you presented feminine energy without attempting to or whatever. But the reason I bring that up is because these these women who feel like trans people somehow make them less womanly, how bad are they at being women that a dude can put on a dress and makeup and beat you at it? They're winning woman of the year awards all over the place. Well, well and I think that's that, what's that pissing was... them off because it's taking from or the, the trans athletes. I know a lot of people yeah. are getting upset about that because there are some certain biological differences that can't be denied. So I suppose they have mm-hmm. somewhat of a case there. Absolutely. Well, Testosterone is a performance enhancing yeah. drug. The thing is, what they have a case to do is not to control every sports league in America, though. What they have the right to do is prefer sports leagues that use the set of rules that they prefer, but if other people wanted to play in a different league by different rules, that's fine, too. Sure. On you these- know? I used to be much more, you know, trans people shouldn't be allowed to compete against women. So I used to have that sort of position. But a friend of mine is actually, she has a master's degree in some sports thing. I don't know exactly what it is. But she explained to me one night, you know, we never hear about the trans athletes who lose. Exactly. And That's I, a great point. Yeah. And that had never occurred to me. And I was like, she's at, like that, that uh, trans athlete, the swimmer who, you know, broke some record or whatever. Yeah, Leah something. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember the name, but the, the very next few meets, they were placing like, she was placing dead last and stuff like that. Yeah, so but the, like, you only heard about her placing first. intentional or was that because she couldn't do better? I mean, who knows? There's really no way to know unless you ask her and get an honest answer. Yeah. But I mean, in, I mean, you can observe her performance and, and make your best guess. I but. suppose. In general, though, it's absolutely true that someone who, who has higher levels of testosterone is going to be better at physical competitions than someone with lower levels of testosterone. And that's mm-hmm. I realize that might upset people, but it mm-hmm. I don't want to be a transphobe here, but it's a <laughs> biological fact. Yeah, well, it is a biological fact, but that doesn't imply separation. Uh, you know, uh, well, when, when I studied Salat, for example, 
uh, my girlfriend and I went to the same Salat class, and they had her fighting men. And, and you know, she, at one point she was like, well, this is kind of hard. And, she was, and they were like, yeah, but who do you think you're going to end up fighting in the real world? Is it women who are going to attack you or is it men? That's solid reasoning. Yeah. Um, okay. And so she said, you're right. And I'll tell you what, she never, she never beat me sparring. But, but I will tell you what, I saw her beat people who could beat me sparring. You know, okay. I was I was kind I was kind of disappointed that that she never just wailed the tar out of me. <laughs> um, you know, not because I would get off on that, just because I would be proud of her, right? Yeah, of she course. could. You know, but then again, I was sitting in front of a computer, you know, five days a week, twelve hours a day, and she was going to class every day. Um, <laughs> These are all definitely complicated things, and you know, the point of view of this woman is incorrect for many reasons. This woman who transitioned to male and then was like, "I regret this," and wanted to go back to being a woman. First of all, the surgeon should not. The surgeons who did her surgery should not have been legally required to get approval from a therapist. Yeah, I don't think that's right either. I think people need more personal responsibility. You know, you can't just pass everything off on other people. I I get the professional argument. Sure. But we we still need to make our own decisions. And similarly, if someone went to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist, whatever, and asked to transition and they said no, I would think that would be wrong. I would think that that person would have the right to transition, yeah. even if a therapist said that they weren't mentally sound enough but or whatever reason. you have to ask their permission. Have, exactly. You do have a right to make the transition whether any particular medical professional thinks that you should do it or not. But you shouldn't be able to force somebody to do work that they don't want to do. Oh, absolutely so not. So basically, you you should be able to get your procedure, but get it from somebody else. Well, people specialize in that, right? And, so you're not going to work yeah. in that field if yeah. or that yeah. specialty of medicine if you're not interested yeah. in it or you don't believe in it. I mean, yeah. the surgeon that I recently visited is extremely pro-trans people and like has all of that stuff plastered all over their website. Facial feminization surgery, face uh, feminize your voice and all this other crap. So, I mean... That there are absolutely surgeons who specialize specifically in this sort of thing, but if a person wants to transition, we say they should have the right, but how are they even going to get the hormones if all the doctors are transphobic and refuse to prescribe them? Do what well, I did, go to International the doc- Drug Market. doctors are trans, so just, and if you deregulate the medical community... People can learn just that part That's, of what they that need. That was going to, to be my argument that they should be able to just go online and buy the hormones that they need. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It is 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever you want, talk about whatever's important to you, or just rant about the, the trans takeover of the world or whatever it is that conservatives are freaking out about these days. 603-283-6160 if you want to do that. 603-283-6160. I kind of regret that we don't get more like transphobic callers, right? I know. That would be fun. It, it almost never happens. And I mean, obviously, you can't tell from listening to my voice that I'm trans. And it's not something that we regularly bring up on the show or anything like that. So it, it sort of makes sense. But they're fun, right? It's fun to just... Like one of our old callers was a jet, this like ultra Christian. I don't want to call him ultra Christian because his his perspective of Christianity was was more Gnostic than anything. It was very true to the teachings of Christ, and he's a very good Christian and stuff like that. But he had some some views that I loved arguing with him about, and it, it was so fun. Unfortunately, he he stopped calling. I hope he's all right. I hope he's still out there listening. And Jet, if you are listening, uh, give us a call sometime, man. It, we miss your calls. But anyway, with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. No, no by that. <laughs> and Nikki. And we're talking about Jay Longadinos. Now 31 years old, was 19 when she first met Dr. Patrick Tui, a psychiatrist in May of 2010. I'm unclear why she needed to see a therapist in the first because there's so many aspects of transition and without getting into the specifics or thing like that there's hormone replacement therapy and then there's transition surgeries and there's a wide variety of surgeries breast augmentation breast removal those are the most common ones obviously and this is where i ran my the first surgery i ever looked into was uh, breast implants because that seems like an obvious place to start right yeah and it was one of the cheaper surgeries. One of the I more always com- like to start at the boobs. Most people do. And it was you know, one of the most common surgeries out there, that, and one of the most common elective surgeries out there. So I went to this uh, surgeon in Nashua, did the consultation, all of that. And then at the end of it, he's like, okay, so I just need a letter from your, ther- your uh, uh. therapist authorizing this, and we're good to go. I was like, what do you mean my therapist? I don't have a therapist. He's like, what do you mean you don't have a therapist? Why the hell would I have a therapist? There's nothing wrong with me. A trans person that doesn't go to therapy? Oh my gosh! Right. So I, I, I said, you know, I'm not going to deal with he. To be to his credit, he did give me a number of therapists who are, you know, they they'll just rubber stamp me and all of yeah. that. And but it's kind of the principle of it. It is exactly the principle it's a of it, and that's why I don't have breast implants now. Because I, I sat about it, I thought about it. I was like, do do I want to do this? And then I ended up emailing him. I was like, look, I've given this some thought, and uh. That's pretty messed up, this implication that if I'm trans, I must have a therapist so, or I lose the ability I, to make decisions for myself yeah. because I'm trans. If a woman came the in thing here. Is, if that was a law, I would say that's wrong. Okay. But if in this guy's professional judgment, that's the proper way to care for people in order to prevent them from having the problems that that this well there's a lot of facets to this right i mean that's their professional responsibility well let me finish telling the story because that's inapplicable to this situation at hand right he that is not his position on it he's like this is just standard within this this field here yeah this is what i have to do this is the way it's done whether i agree with it or not he actually said that he agrees with me that it's pretty messed up i was okay so operate with a mind of your own here but he refused to do that, and you made another point. What what was it? Because there was a different um, aspect of that that I also well, wanted to. Basically, everybody has the right 
to do what they're comfortable with and not do what they're not comfortable with. If somebody asks me to install Linux on their computer, okay, as a technical guy, I think it's important for me to make sure that I'm confident that they understand what that means. It understands that some of the things they used to do with their computer, they might not be able to do anymore. Right. But they can do new things that they couldn't do before. And if I'm not satisfied that that mean that they know what that means, that they know what what they're asking me for, then I might say, I'm not interested in doing business with you, but I wish you the best and I hope you find somebody who will do your surgery? That person just won't be me. And that's okay. Yeah. So not everybody has to take every case. That's true. Uh, on the topic of breast implants, I knew a girl who, when she was like 18 or 19 years old, got breast implants. They didn't tell her any of the possible complications. It might have been on paper, yeah. and she just signed because she was young and didn't know any better. Essentially, uh, she got very, very, very sick from them. They rejected from her body and she had to pay a lot of money down the line to get them removed. And it actually permanently like she still is feeling the effects from that today. So and this is years later. So it's just interesting. We're never the same. Probably not. And I I'm. it's just interesting that a trans person needs to see a therapist. But when young girls come in, they don't need to see a therapist like, yeah. You know, I would think that a 30-year-old trans person is more able to make a sound decision than an 18-year-old girl that, and you're not even telling her the complications, you know, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And it leads into my other point, which was that, you know, I'm not your average trans person for a surgeon in New Hampshire. All he had to do was Google me, right? And he probably didn't even have to do that. He's probably seen me at some point. It's well-established and I don't think I've heard anyone make the allegation that I'm somehow not really trans or whatever. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point, dude. I mean, if 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 this is some game I'm playing or some, you know, temporary it's, mental lapse, yeah. it's lasting a really long time. But it, it is messed up. And I mean, that's just the world we live in. Ideally, no, the surgeon shouldn't be required to perform a surgery that the surgeon doesn't approve of. I, I yeah. mean, that goes without saying. No one, No one on this show thinks the surgeon should be forced to do a thing, but... It is messed up, nonetheless. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say it's immoral. I would say it's a what it's a it's bad thing. What's the word I'm looking for? Ungood. It's Orwellian. The term I'm looking for. Oh, um, wrong thing. It's wrong thing. Is what I would suggest that this trans person must have approval from a psychiatrist. Yeah. But you run into the same thing, like. Why isn't estrogen available over the counter as well? Why do I need a prescription from a doctor for that? In in actuality, you kind of don't because I I initially transitioned, you know, in Mississippi where I knew from the beginning that I was not going to get a doctor to sign off on this. It was not going to happen. So I just started ordering estrogen online. Uh, it was shipping from a China Chinese pharmacy. It was internationaldrugmart.com for anyone out there who may ever need that information. And it actually shipped from Germany, the hormones did. I don't know how all of that worked on the back end, but the Obama administration had made it a point to say, look, we're not going to do anything about Americans ordering drugs from other countries, as long as they're not controlled substances. And I I think technically estradiol is a controlled substance, but it's not a controlled substance in a way that they care about. So I did that for an entire year, and the process was horrific, right? 
For whatever reason, I could only use a debit card three times before it would be, be rejected by this pharmacy, presumably That's for weird. some international reason. So yeah. I was constantly having to go buy prepaid cards and use those. And then they would it would take them two weeks to actually ship it out and then an additional two weeks before they arrived. So there were huge gaps in not having a straight So, But it solved the problem. And a year later, I was able to take all of these empty packets that I had kept exactly for this reason to the doctor, set them down, say, look, this is, a, this is happening. This is what I've been doing. I'm sick of having to jump through all of these hoops. Can you help me out? Yeah. And he was like, you're doing it anyways. Yeah, I don't see why not. It makes sense to me. Mm. But, you know, that's the way that this should be done. I shouldn't mm. be required to ask a doctor for permission anyway, but ultimately yes. you do have to ask you a doctor. You should pay a doctor when you want their honest opinion. Yeah. You know? Not to get drugs that, especially yeah, if you're... Not to get permission. Yeah, that's just exactly. Stupid. Yeah. You know, because what happens is people end up buying something from some place that's fly by night because the reputable places won't do business with you. So you have no choice. And then they get sick and people say, oh, look what the unregulated market does. Well, it's not the fault of the unregulated market. It's the fault of the regulators who forced you to go by to go to the fly by nighter in the first place. Yeah. And it sort of seems to destroy people's ability or willingness to take responsibility for themselves. You know, now they have all of these people they can blame for their bad decision. There's the psychiatrist, there's the doctors who approved it, there's the surgeon who did it. When ultimately, if none of those people were, you know, permission systems, it would obviously just be her fault and she wouldn't be able to blame anyone else. I wouldn't hire a carpenter without liability insurance. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you want to do that. The 603-283-6160, and with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. Nobody. And Nikki. And we are moving our podcast. We've, we've decided that taking the full radio show and putting it online is not the best idea for a podcast, and it's holding back the podcast version of the show because Free Talk Live, we have our we have our eggs in many different baskets. We are primarily a radio show. However, we're not stupid. We know that radio is dying. The radio industry is changing. Radio will always exist in some in some form or another, but the radio industry is changing. It's evolving. Podcasts exist now. Video casts exist now. All of these things exist, and it's it's a good idea to branch out into those things, but there are fundamental differences between a podcast and a radio show that isn't really being sufficiently met by how we just take the radio show and we cram it all together and throw it online. So we're making some changes to that. You'll be able to check it out at feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll need to resubscribe to that on September the 1st or after September the 1st because all of the previous ones are going to stop working. The, if you still want the full show, it will still exist. You'll only get it through our AMPS program, though. So that's amps.freetalklive.com. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like we need to revisit the perks thing if, with that being the case. because Perks? You've got perks? We do have a perk. Well, <laughs> we have one going forward where people who join the AMPS program will get access to the full show where otherwise podcast listeners won't be able to. However... Part of the idea here is that this podcast version of the show is going to be better 
than the full version of the show. Like we're cutting out all of these times when we come back to break and we spend, you know, a minute reintroducing ourselves in the show or whatever. They've heard it before. So the the new podcast will cut all of that sort of stuff out. So in in my opinion, the new podcast is going to be an an improved version of the podcast, whereas the one that's going to be available on the apps program is going to be a less good version. So So it's, it's going to be like free talks live wax. It's going to be you like... You know, you just put it in your pen and you vape it up and it's, it's like way stronger than the leaf. Very Basically. much so. Yeah. Okay, groovy. And this is all being put together by Riley, who is currently doing the Daily Digest. And he I, does a wonderful job, I think. He does. I, I assume the Digests are going away now that I think about it because... Why, well, this, I guess, this yeah. will be... Why would you have both the 30-ish minute digest and the yeah. full show that's 45 minutes, right? Just... Well, from what I understand, they're just kind of lengthening the digest. Yes. So this will be the new digest in the new podcast. Yes. So, cool. so check that out. That's happening on September the 1st, which incidentally, mark your calendars for September the 1st because that's likely to be an interesting show. That is the hearing, the next hearing for the Crypto 6 case where myself and Ian and our attorneys will be arguing that blockchain analysis and all of this is available online you can find it at recap or court listener or whatever the the motions that are being argued on september the first is that blockchain analysis has not met evidentiary requirement standards it Uh, is not accepted science right and this is because they essentially because they use black box software it's proprietary software we don't know what that software is actually doing or what it's looking for it's not open source so we can't audit it and we have therefore no way of proving whether or not it's actually reliable nobody should be using any kind of software in court that is not open source I, i agree with that assessment entirely Except you're nobody, so no one should be using... No, no, I'm thinking I should become an expert, and uh, a professional expert, and go testify at trials and use non-open source software. Uh, well, okay, no, I If shouldn't. you want... <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I prefer open that source. that icky poo. Yeah. That's and a the, nice way of putting it. <laughs> the other one is also a hearing about the dismissal of counts one, two, and three, which is the conspiracy to operate an unlicensed money transmitting business. For those keeping score, it's conspiracy to not have a business license is essentially the charge there. And counts of not having said business license. Where are your permits? Yeah, counts two and three are operating an unlicensed money transmitting business and we're hoping to see those dismissed. I can't say anything that's not in the federal, you know, uh, recorded, federally available, publicly available documents that you can find at Court Listener if you're really interested in it. It's going to be an interesting day. And of course, again, that is the day that the podcast switches over. So check out that all of that happening on September the 1st. So I assume the show that night will probably go over the hearings is essentially what I was trying to get out of there. And so if someone still wanted to get the full show, they could just watch at video.freetalklive.com, correct? Also a really good point. There is no condensed version of the videos going on. It would be great if someone would do that. Like just take a a three-minute clip here, a seven-minute clip there or whatever, and just distribute those. That, That would be fantastic. But we do have George on the line calling from D.C. George, you are on Free Talk Live. Yay. Um, yeah, I was call- talking about, like, as you guys were talking about how the doctor wouldn't give you uh, a surgery, was, was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is this about the breast augmentation surgery that I was seeking? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's probably just because um, he's afraid that you might um, 
get like, not like it later or something like that, turn around and go all oh, better call Saul on him or yeah. something like that. Mm. It's, all, it, it's all it's just all full um, legal thing like that. We're, we're so litigious here that it's no it's no wonder anyone can get any surgery from anything. That's a really good point, and I, I would suggest, however, that my saying, "Look, I'm trans and I want to get breast augmentation surgery," should carry more weight with the surgeon than a psychiatrist saying, yes, this person is trans and should get breast augmentation surgery. Like, if, I, I'm if the I one affected doctor, by this. You know what would really hold a lot of weight with me? Would be the judge saying, you got to give this bitch a million dollars. Okay? <laughs> that would make a difference to me. And I would defend myself from that by following the, the best practices of, of my profession. As, as they were accepted, because that's what you have to do to avoid being held liable in court. And yeah, as a and medical professional, you know this, Nikki. Yeah, well, I would um, think that her signing a document would be enough. Also, like, point. It should be enough, but unfortunately, the court, it's the courts. It always goes back to the government. Yeah. And it's the courts that... that will let you sign one of those documents and then sue anyway and collect. Right, but again, so it goes without saying that I'm not trying to that, use force against this person. To be yeah. but a lot I'm not of trying to will. steal from them. I know that, but that, that mechanism shouldn't exist in the first place. I mean, Yeah, it absolutely should not. Right, so yeah, I mean, that's just like I said, I wanted to bring it up because like I said, that doctor doesn't know you, doesn't know how you're going to react to that later on. And, and, I don't know, you know, man. There's a decent chance that a surgeon who you know does breast augmentation surgery in New Hampshire probably a, has heard my name at some point. Yeah, pro- yeah, probably in your specific case, yeah, yeah, less of an excuse on that. But another, but in other people's cases, yeah, they don't want you know, a, a, you know, the blowback in case you know there's a regret, you know, maybe you know, and they do something drastic later, and then their family holds the doctor responsible. That's one of the things. Right but there. see, again, we should live in a world where if I sued this doctor for breast augmentation surgery and then I came to regret it, the judge should say, why the hell are you suing him? You did this. You're yeah. the one, you yeah, asked exactly. him to do this. This is your fault. And that's yeah. not the reality. So unfortunately, a lot of doctors are practicing in fear, fear yeah. of losing their license. They have the license hanging above their head, and at any point the state can take it away from them, and then everything they've worked for is taken away. So it really is a shame that the medical industry is being run this way and that the government has their hands in it, screwing everything up, essentially. It is, and thank you so much for the call tonight, George. I have to go back to the article. For some inexplicable reason, I have the Mullet Championships <laughs> website pulled I up I wonder in front who of me. showed you that. <laughs> so... This uh, We're talking here about this Australian woman who wanted to transition to being a man, then 12-ish years later, I don't remember the exact timeline, changed her mind and was like, no, I I wish I had my boobs and my uterus back. So the the teen, who she was a teen at the time, she was 19. Maybe they should have just kept them in storage. (laughs) Gave gave them back to her after. (laughs) Here you go. She was referred to the psychiatrist by her endocrinologist, which... I find fascinating. Uh, one would only see an endocrinologist in, in these circumstances if there was, A, uh, some sort of major health issue, or B, so that she could get on hormones in the first place. So was she already on hormones prior Sounds to like this? It, so she didn't need the psychiatrist's permission to get hormones, just to get the surgery. It's all very confusing. The specialist, mm-hmm. that's the psychiatrist, wrote that Langadinos was very young and needed... No, the, the surgeon wrote that the woman was very young and needed a thorough... Thir- 
a throughout psychiatric workup before embarking on hormone treatment. So why was she seeing an endocrinologist? It doesn't doesn't make that clear. There's more about this. Well, I don't Maybe know. There's she was sick to her endocrine. There's not really more about this. I mean, we've covered it already, and the story just sort of rehashes all of that. But there is more coming up here on Free Talk Live, including how we're going to eat bugs. But it's okay. The government's going to forgive our debt in the process. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Ain't nobody got time for debt. We think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show, and the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley's Daily Digests have been going for years, so we're going to lengthen them and make them our official podcast starting September 1st. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. FTL Amps will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon, so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves. You can talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. Nobody. And Nikki. And I wrote down food shortages on the, on this little sheet that I keep that I use to keep track of stuff that we're going to talk about. And I wrote down absolutely no context for that. I mean, it's sitting there beside insect meat. I... <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I mean, one I under- could lead to the other if it got bad mm. enough. I generally understand the reasoning behind things I write down and why I write them down the way that I do, but I don't understand why I put food shortages on there. However, student loan well, forgiveness. It seems like there are people who are intentionally trying to destroy. The food supply. Yes, but you, that's a separate... That, my point is just that I would not have written... The, I, I don't understand why I wrote the note this way with food shortages well, and parentheses instead of... people are the people who want us to eat insects. I understand that. But if, if that was the case, I would have wrote those things as two separate items rather than one separate item. That, that's, that's the only hmm. point I'm trying to make here is that I have food shortages here and we're going to talk about that. I just have to trace down exactly what the hell I was thinking when I wrote it down that way. However... Today, the big news is that uh, student loan forgiveness is sort of a thing. I, I don't yeah. exactly know because I didn't pay attention to it. But Nikki, you have an article about that. Well, you have several yeah. articles about this. So I can even summarize it really quickly. So basically, if you don't want to pay for me to go to college, you're a jerk. And that's what a lot of these, a lot of people believe this. Sure. I went to college, I took out loans, I paid for some of it out of pocket, completely 
knowing what I was doing and expecting to pay these loans back. So it just it feels a little silly to me that people just and you you rarely I mean you let me I I gotta figure out how you went into one of the fields where it's actually useful and sensible to have a college degree. Yeah, a lot of people get degrees in like gender studies. studies and you know just just <laughs> things where you can't really get a job. Well, we don't even have to go that far. I, I have a degree in the management of information systems, but. All of that could, and luckily I accrued no debt doing that because I had, you know, grants and scholarships and stuff. However, an A plus certification and a network certificate, network plus certification would have been just as good and would have cost about 400 bucks and are just exams that one can take. So there, even without looking at gender studies, there's a lot of careers out there that people are getting into that they could just do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the, um, the other thing, though, is a lot of people uh, realized that, okay, they've turned uh, grade school and high school into a 12-year hard sell yep. on a four-year education, which yep. means too many people are going to get that, and the market's going to be flooded, so I'm going to become a plumber instead. And that's what a lot of, you know, you can go to a trade school for high school and do a lot better than a lot of the kids that are getting business degrees. And I think this is what's happening here is kids go to college without fully understanding the the real weight of the yeah. amount of debt they're going to be in. And then they think that someone else should pay for it because now they can't get a job. Absolutely. But it, it and I've seems... Had, I've had plumbers out at my house and I have never... At any point, not and most of these plumbers, where they had their own business or whatever, I have never asked a plumber for their degree. No. Never at any point in my life. And as an IT person, I was never at any point asked for my degree by any of my clients. It's like if I can solve their problem, that's the thing they care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So President Joe Biden announced on Wednesday that his administration is forgiving some student loan debt for the U.S. Bar- borrowers, or as we like to call him, Pedo Pete. Yeah, more more accurately, Pedo Pete. So he's forgiving some of the student loan debt for U.S. borrowers and extending the federal student loan repayment pause until December 31st. Why well, some? I mean, if you're going to do this socialist nonsense, right, of just... Hey, it's okay to take out loans and then never pay them back. Why Why stop at only some? Go the full so, distance. Forgive it all. I heard some rumors about people who were studying healthcare having their student loans forgiven. I actually had uh, some lady from my student loan reach out to me and ask me if... Or she might have been from the FAFSA or whatever, but she reached out to me and was like, Hey, your p- payment's going to be... $26 a month or whatever. Can you afford this? And I was like, I guess like, yeah. So I don't know if it's for people who are saying they can't afford it or what. But as okay. far as I know, I have a nursing degree and mine aren't being forgiven okay. as far as I know right now. So it's definitely not just healthcare people. I don't know if they're making it low income. I don't know if you have to apply for it. I don't really know the details of that. Well, I've always been an advocate that the way to fix the healthcare system, one of the many ways in which the healthcare fi- system can be fixed in the United States, is to remove this requirement that people have degrees in the first place. Like, if somebody wants to stand on the street corner and sell a magic tincture that's going to cure their baldness or whatever, and it yeah. happens to be skunk urine, 
yeah, sorry, buyer, beware, dude. I, yeah. I I don't know why someone would go to such a person. If you want to open up a chiropractor business or you know a doctor's office in general in your garage, you should be able to do that. Would I go I to agree. a garage doctor? Maybe if I had pneumonia or something. I was like, hey, you have a four year degree in you know athletic rehabilitation for athletes or whatever. So you know you know a thing or two about the human body. I don't need brain surgery here. I just is what I have pneumonia and can you hook me up with some antibiotics or whatever? That would be a better solution. So also they used to have these things where if you wanted to become a nurse, you could work at the hospital and do what's called a work study. So at as you're getting experience working in the hospital, you start off at a low level and eventually, I don't know if it was degrees, I'm assuming you would get a nursing degree and then you'd be able to work as a nurse. They got rid of all of that. Um, now they're even trying to make, there's been talk about, at least in Massachusetts, they're trying to make um, an RN. So previously, you know, you can get your bachelor's degree and be an RN, but you can also just get a two-year associate's degree. Well, they're trying to get rid of that and make it so you need a four-year degree to be an RN. And then, so they're, or if you want to be a nurse practitioner, now you have to get a doctorate instead of just getting a master's degree. So To be a nurse practitioner, you have to get a doctorate? They're, they're trying to pass these laws. It's not like that yet. But Why not just become a doctor? Well, because well, it's it's different than med school. Okay. Yeah. A lot of other things. Yeah. But, but basically, my point is they're trying to make it harder for people to be join the healthcare field. And they're trying to make it more expensive. And really, they're just trying to make the state colleges money. But then they're also saying that we're going to have and student also loan make forgiveness. The more money because the fewer doctors there are, the more they can charge. Exactly. So they're they're pretending like they're trying to fix the problem by with student loan forgiveness, but really they should have never forced people to go to school for some of these things in the first place. I I would trust a and nurse. They never should have issued the loans because why did the colleges all raise their rates? Because the students had easy money in their hands and they were willing to yes. spend it because yep. you lent it to them, you idiots. Yeah, that's the exactly. Same, I mean, that's the same way that insurance uh, helped break the medical industry as well. You know, why charge a, uh, why charge the patient a hundred dollars when you can charge their insurance company ten thousand dollars? And the next exactly. thing you know, a bag of saline is nine hundred dollars or whatever, even though it's literally just a bag with salt water in it. So. Yep. It's just government breaking things that didn't have to be broken, but now they're broken. And then, of course, people out there who don't know really what these issues even are all about say, well, why can't government fix this problem? Government should step in. and They cost the problem. Yeah, they should. Why? We need the Affordable Care they Act. They all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every single one of the problems that we have in the world today is ultimately traceable back to one government or another. Yeah. And and for me, it just all comes back to the fact, you know, on the topic of student loan forgiveness, it all comes down to the fact that people are once again not taking self-responsibility. You took out those loans. You knew you were taking out those loans and it's your responsibility to pay them back, not taxpayers. Very well said. You know? 603-283-6160. Maybe you think we're wrong. Maybe... Maybe the exploitative nature of the entire college industry means that these people should be forgiven. It is Free Talk Live. (music) 
It is Free Talk Live. We're your buddy to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. The nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And Nikki. And I want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. That's the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. If you're new to the subject, if you don't know anything about it, head on over to Bitcoin.com. Click Getting Started at the top of the page and take just a few minutes out of your day to learn about this important world-changing technology. Because it is changing the world. It is allowing people to be freer, to escape the ravages of the financial institutions, and to ideally to escape the destruction of their money by governments around the world. You can also stay up to date on all of the cryptocurrency news out there at news.bitcoin.com. If you if you already are knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, news.bitcoin.com allows you to stay up to date on all of the news and all, everything happening in the crypto world that's important to you. That's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Major Payne on the line from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Nobody, I got to have a little fun with you right here, bud. Only an ass would vote for nobody. And in the immortal words of Samuel Clemens, there's nothing to be learned by the second kick of a mule. Well, you know, if you look at most of the stuff that government does, nobody should do that stuff. No, nobody should be telling you how to live your life. Nobody should be bombing Iraq for no apparent reason. Nobody. See, this is why I this is why I start to lose the the appeal of the nobody name, though, because you're, you're you are an individual known as nobody. That is your mm-hmm. name. That that's like saying I want to bomb Iraq. Or well, I should I want bomb to be Iraq, the guy rather. in charge of bombing Iraq because I'm a lazy bastard and I won't do it. <laughs> right. that- I can give, but if it's my job, nobody else can do it either. But see, that means that to be accurate or to to say what we're trying to say, we should say nobody shouldn't bomb Iraq. Well, nobody but- should be in charge of the Iraq bombing. Okay, Th- yeah, nobody- that's, that's a really good way to put it. Mm. I'm a carpenter. Nobody should be racked one way or the other. Nobody should be racked. Racked. Yeah, that's what happens when a building gets twisted. It's got racked. I didn't know that. Ah. Well, you know, I I am a little twisted. Carpenter jokes aren't going to work well in a room full of people who aren't carpenters. Einstein proves that all of space-time is curved, but what they didn't what he neglected to mention was that in 2022, it would be completely twisted. So what did you call oh, about tonight, Major? It's still twisted today. <clears throat> well, It's still 2022 today, bro. When, so what's on your mind tonight, Major? When, uh, when Jefferson was president, he sent John Quincy Adams to France as the ambassador where he was very much out of place, didn't speak the language, didn't know the culture. <clears throat> I mean, he felt like a, a a frog in a pool of pike, so to speak. But well, anyway, well, Frenchmen are actually called frogs, so he felt like a non-frog amongst frogs. Well, come on now. They pushed their food down their throat with their eyeballs. Let's not talk about frogs. That's got to go. Come on. And I don't let them like them putting chemicals in the water that'll turn all that are turning all the frogs gay. <laughs> no, but it, 
they've killed all the frogs in my pond with the acid rain or, you know, chemtrails. No, that's too bad. Sorry about your French people. There's no swimming in the ass. I tried to talk about chemtrails, and he called me a flat earther. Who called you a flat earther? Mark. Mark Edge from the show? Yeah. Okay. This was back when he was still hosting. Doctor says caffeine makes him edgy. Sorry to hear that. Is that what you called about tonight, Major? I mean, what what was the point of your call tonight? Um... Well, they're messing with you on the phone numbers, and you know that. Yeah, yeah you like you, could, you explained all of that during a break. Right? Yeah. I, well, I, I like to call him Uncle Scam because it's been it's it's continual scam. With the education thing, they want to control us K through 12 plus 4 to 6 institutionalized education. And now we're going to forgive the loans? Hmm. When how many generations of people had to eat potatoes and not go out or buy a new car or whatever to pay for their kids' educations? I it, This really rubs my fur. You guys get way. potatoes? Well, the cost of an education today is well beyond the price of an automobile as well. And I understand you know, that's what people did back in the day, you know, 30, 40 years ago. At least that's what, you know, sitcoms and television suggest that parents did you know they're like oh we're not going to buy a new car this year we're going to put it into our kids babies funds or whatever but that long ago stopped being you you need to mortgage your house to pay for a college education at this point which is a predictable result of the student loan program existing in the first place if your customers are flush with cash what do you do you raise your prices well also maybe don't go to a private school if you didn't get a scholarship Go to a community college. That is still affordable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what you need to do is go to a place where they will teach you a trade. Apprenticeships. I mean, right. We know that. But the, the propaganda that these people are being subjected to through their entire lives is, you don't want to learn a trade. You want to go to college. I, and yep. this is why my question going out a minute ago was what it was. I'm not entirely sure how responsible these people are for being the victims of propaganda that they were fed their entire lives. They were told from essentially the moment they were born that the way to be successful was to study hard, to yeah. go to college, and then they could be successful and rich and all these other things. So they did whatever seemed like it was necessary in order to achieve that because that was what they were told they had to do. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're going to have to learn a hard lesson, you know, because it's not my job to pay for your mistakes. And I remember back in the 80s when they were just creating the student loan program and those of us who argued against uh, against it and said, this is a terrible idea, this is bad economics, they said, you hate students, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, this is what we were talking about, you idiots. This is what communism brings you. Don't be morons. Don't be communism. Don't be communist. And don't do this stuff anymore. Well, that would be ideal. But, I mean, no one, very few people in their right mind would have an 18-year-old come up to say, Hey, man, I just got out of college. I want to borrow 130 grand. But the government right? is not and has never been in its right mind. I know, but the so government wasn't always responsible for student to, loans. Giving money this isn't about government at this government. point. It, it is about no, government. No, because government, because government wasn't. What do you know? You didn't let loans. me finish the freaking statement. 
government wasn't involved in student loans from the very beginning. They were initially private loans. It wasn't until the 80s or whenever that the government became the guarantor of all college student loans. And therefore, every student that, with a pulse was able to get one. Yeah. And they would give people, uh, you know, when when people had to pay their own student loans and they weren't guaranteed, they were careful who they made them to. Right. And if you weren't going to make money as a result of going to college, you didn't get a loan and then you weren't in this mess. So good job, socialists. Yeah, they're, they're really good at breaking things and then making things worse when they attempt to fix them. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160, if you want to do that, that's 603-283-6160. And did you know we're in a movie, sort of? Well, to be fair, the Free Talk Live crew, many of us are in various different movies. However, I'm referring specifically to the Crypto 6 movie. It's not a real movie yet, but they want to make one. You can find it at movie.freetalklive.com. That's that's where you can find the trailer. I think it's about 13 minutes long. It's just a general overview of the Crypto 6 thing. What the hell is the Crypto 6? There's no way, anyone, unless this is your first time ever hearing the show, that anyone out there has no idea who the Crypto 6 are. It tells the story... Uh, in our own words, of, spoiler alert, you, you've got two of them on the air here. Yeah. Of how the FBI raided us, arrested us, and then charged us in federal trial. I actually had someone today, a, a friend of mine, ask me, hey, did you get all that court stuff taken care of? I'm like, oh, you, you naive little nugget. No. <laughs> There's a trial coming up. What do you mean, get it all taken care of? Like, I can just pay a fine and make it all go away. That'd or be whatever. nice. That it would be nice if you know the whole thing would just if the yeah. U.S. government well, would collapse. That that's what that I would was be nice. On. Yeah, I but, don't know. That's more or less what I ended up with is a fine. So I had well, and like know, three years of probation. They've, they've and uh, two years of probation, and and but they've literally stolen everything I had. So including my means of making money in the future. So it's uh you know I'm I'm still pretty 
pretty screwed. If you want to help, I, I can use cryptocurrency now. So, uh, you know, if I sold you some cryptocurrency and you made a boatload of money off it, now would be a great time to send a donation. Um, also, before I forget, uh, if you want another supercharged dose of Free Talk Live, uh, there's also Beard Talk Live, and that's on Saturday nights uh, at okay, 10.30. Th- that, that's on the sheet for, like, Friday, though. And I, I don't want to direct people away from movie.freetalklive.com. We can do that in the next break if you'd like. Okay. Because I, I, don't, I don't want to not promote it or anything like that. I was just, movie.freetalklive is the thing I want to promote at this exact moment. Beard Talk Live, though, we, we might as well. What, what is Beard Talk Live? Well, Beard Talk Live is, it's like Free Talk Live, but it's, bro, it's more of a podcast format. We're a little more video-oriented. Um, and we also have the three beardiest Free Talk Live hosts, which happen to be myself, the captain, and Peakless Mountaineer. And we've got a, a very difficult, different chemistry on, on the air, so... Um, and it's uh, it's nice because we can use whatever language we want. Sure. Uh, we can tell it like it is. So if you want to tune in and hear nobody tell the truth and and uh, a couple of people argue with them, then tune on in. We'll so is there a there. website for this? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So where? How can people find it then? Uh, d- tune in to cam.freetalklive.com at 10.30 on Saturday. Cool. Let's go to the phones. We have Penguin on the line from Virginia. Penguin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Um, I was calling on the topic that I've been listening to you talk about a couple of segments, the student loan thing. Obviously, you guys want to talk about that. And um, I think, I don't know, I, just, I want to just kind of share how I see it. And the more we can get from that, the, gr- the greater one that we can kind of apply overall. Sure. Um, so, I mean, you saw, yeah, the, the idea of the American like, middle class did really expand with a lot of people going um, in like va- vastly larger numbers of people getting uh, college degrees and working in a you know, booming economy after the war for whatever reasons. Um, of course, we have to look back and say, well, a lot of those people were, a huge number of those people were on GI bills coming back from the war. So the government actually footed the bill for those. But um, even when the student loans uh, came out, I mean, I think some of them, you know, you could go and take out a loan and the increase in average um, wages for someone coming out with a bachelor's degree, even a master's especially, um, could justify, you know, paying back this loan at some point. But over the years, as soon as that happens, over the years, the higher and higher rates of people getting those degrees. I mean, it's just, you're, you're flo- it's simple economics. You're flooding the marketplace with supply. And so you're watering down every level of education, um, those degrees, and every level of education gets watered down. So it's basically an arms race. We're competing wow. with each other for these jobs. Bachelor becomes a high, a high school diploma, master's becomes a bachelor, et cetera, et cetera, more or less. It's almost so, like there so are laws of economics that the government can't repeal no matter how hard it tries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, you know, you, you try to solve one problem, it makes sense in the in the static kind of moment, but um, you... I'm not sure Every that there. I'm not sure that this market saturation of college degrees actually exists. I, I realize theoretically it could exist, but when someone says to me, "I have a master's degree in gender studies," 
it's not because they have a master's degree that I roll my eyes, right? But when someone says, oh, I have a master's degree in mechanical engineering, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's, it's not even that, you know, master's degree is now equivalent of an associate's or whatever. It's that they, what, what is the degree in? I don't, I would suggest that an associate's in, I don't know, calculus is going to impress me a lot more than a master's degree in gender studies. Well, I mean, I got out of college knowing that I would get a job immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I right. studied nursing. That's a field where you go to school and you can definitely get a job nowadays. But before, like maybe like 10 years ago, it was a little difficult to get a nursing job as a new grad because you don't have any experience. Nowadays, yes, you can you can get a very well-paying nursing job brand new fresh out of nursing school so it really people need to be careful with what they study and what they invest i saw school as an investment yeah you know it Mm -hmm. it was more than just getting an education this was an investment into my future and i would suggest that more teenagers look at it that way i did the same i was 15 credit hours short of an associate's degree and got hired by gte data systems in tampa florida and left school before I ever finished because I had a job and that was the purpose. Yep. I initially was majoring in physics the, because I loved the this subject. and because. But as I thought more about it, you know, this eight years of college, first of all, that was going to be a nightmare. And then afterwards, all you can really do is like teach physics. I, and I was like, I don't Yeah. Yeah. I the love the subject. Bas- basically just make more physicists. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's a subject I love and I'm fascinated like by, cats. but... It's not a career that I actually want. I mean, I originally wanted to get a doctorate in philosophy. Same thing. What would yeah. I have done with that? I just was like, oh, I like philosophy. And right? having a doctorate like <laughs> strokes my ego. Sure. So that was that was my purpose. And it's like, oh, wait, I don't want to be a professor. That's the only thing I can really do with this. You can also be a barista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much for the call tonight, Penguin. I mean, it's there's absolutely no doubt that the American education system is broken, and a lot of people are getting useless degrees. However, if you know parents were paying for your education or whatever, and you can, went to your mom or your dad and you said, "Hey, I want to get a six year degree in gender studies." I don't even know if gender studies are real degrees. I assume they are. Yes, you hear about it a lot. Yeah, you know? basically they're they're uh, they're they're a section of the of the new. Uh, the new area of study, which is known as grievance studies, uh, and it's basically, you know, uh, black studies, women's studies. I don't know if there's trans studies yet, but there will be. Um, and and basically, it's just teaching people to be pissed off at at the history of whatever group they may be a member of, or maybe they want to branch out and be pissed off at at a at the history of a group that they're sure. not a member of. That's okay too. At any rate, if you went to your parents who were paying for your education, it's like, hey, I realize you you've scrimped and saved for the last eighteen years of my life. You know, you've saved up this eighty thousand dollars. I want to squander that and get a degree in gender studies. Great, they're bringing a, they're building a new women's studies plant up in Green Bay. You're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I suspect your parents would come away from that discussion with a few new motorcycles or something, because I don't think they'd pay you to major in gender studies. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. 
Live with Aria and Nikki and Nobody, and you can join us. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160 if you want to join the show, talk about whatever we've been discussing. We talked about trans issues for a bit. Now we've been discussing student loan forgiveness. But uh, nobody, remind us again about the, the new show that you've started with uh, Captain and Peakless Mountaineer. Because I've already forgotten what, what time you said. It's, I remember you said it's Saturday. 10.30 p.m. Saturday night. And it will be us being our unfiltered best. We, we might rant. We might rave. You can call if you want. If you don't have to, we'll do you, but you don't have to. You, uh, we'll just run our mouths if you don't. Um, and it's entertaining to watch. Also, let it never be said that libertarians don't offer solutions as well as bitching about the status quo. So it, let's say that you're not in the position of already having uh, gotten obscenely large loans for an education. Let's say that you're rather somebody who just wants to learn to code because everybody says that's a good idea. Well, nobody says that's a good idea, too. So if you want to learn to code, guess what? I've got an open source project called Self 411. Okay? It's a good liberty project. It's all open source. It's being de-Googled, revamped, rewritten, uh, and there's going to be basically a, a functional equivalent of the current production system uh, implemented with new technology, and then it's going to get radical in terms of becoming a radically private, decentralized, or polycentric uh, communication system that you can use, and eventually it will be so secure that you can run your own server, and I don't even have to know you're running the system, much less have access to your communications. Coding is another one of those things that, you know, a person, mm-hmm. if you... If you want to learn to code, just start coding, right? Uh, and, sure, you'll have to read some tutorials mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but all you have to do is just start doing it. You don't have to go to college. And if you and- want some mentoring, do it on Cell 411 was my point. And I will, I will help you learn what you need to do to contribute effectively. And yeah. your homework will be working on real production software that people are going to run. But it sounds insane to me to think about going to college to learn to be a programmer or whatever. It's like, to me, that's the equivalent of going to college to learn to be a guitar player or something like that. Yeah, just start. I taught me. Yeah, this is very much something you can teach yourself. And if you're passionate about it, if you're passionate about it enough to succeed at it, you're going to be more than capable of teaching it to yourself and learning it online. Or I know children that have taught themselves how to code. Especially I, nowadays where you have the internet. You can learn pretty much anything on the internet nowadays. Yeah. Uh, every one of these. But if you learn surgery on the internet, you probably won't be able to use that skill professionally. I, I would not want to get surgery from a surgeon who primarily learned their trade from the internet, I don't think. There, there's plenty of things you can learn from the internet, right? Why? But, you know, would I want to be that person's first surgery patient would be the question. You know, Look, I spent 10 years watching surgery videos on YouTube. Like, great. Like a surgeon. Huh? Come back to me when you've actually tried it out. the very first time. 
Because, I mean, someone's got to be first, right, for all of these actual surgeons. Yep. Even for people who went through residency and medical school and stuff, there's still that first person. And you might not know it's you, you know? (laughs) Talk about first-day jitters, though, man. Can you imagine how nervous, like, a brain surgeon has to be? Yeah. The first time they're going. But they've probably been in residency for like 10 years before they even get to perform surgery. True. So that's like 15 years of schooling. And and they do. It's actually pretty cool. They do. And residency isn't just living in a house. Yeah, unfortunately not. I, I forget what it's called, but it's kind of like virtual doing things or like sim labs, I think they're called. Okay. So they do stuff like that where they get to practice their skills. But when it's a real person on the table in front of you, that is and next you could, level. And you the literally, simulation doesn't go squish when you screw up. Yeah. Yeah, you could literally kill this person. The stakes are much higher when you're dealing with that. But let's go to the phones. We have Bad Slave on the line from here in New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Well, thank you very much, Aria. Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? And nobody. Um, I uh, wanted to just say, you know, along uh, the lines you're even talking just now, uh, the the actual IT. I mean, both uh, Aria and and nobody are, you know, well versed in the, in the realms of computer technology. Nobody knows and, it. And, and, <laughs> there you go, and and the fact is, uh, the um, the actual cost of of delivering data, and and that's what learning is: is you get data delivered to you, and you process it, and you you know put it together with the other pieces, and you, you know you you create learning out of that, and and the actual cost of delivering that data. And there's so many different people out there helping with the, uh, the facilitation of, of that data delivery. Uh, it, there, there's no reason for any of this stuff to, you know, to rise to anything near the, the level of what they're charging for. Well, that's sort of the problem, right? You don't need an ivy-covered building to teach. Yeah, there there are websites out there like Skillshare and stuff like that where if you want to learn something and you can't teach it to yourself, like, I want to learn to use Photoshop. You could teach yourself to use Photoshop or whatever, but I'm not going to deny that it's a lot faster to have an expert teach you a thing. Like, you're going to learn a guitar a lot faster if you're sitting down with someone who is a master guitar player and they're teaching you what to do. However, if you want to learn these things quickly or whatever, there's things like Skillshare and stuff like that. Certification systems would be much better. I don't know how you could certify someone to be a Photoshop expert or whatever. And I don't know that you would necessarily have to, but building people have built houses from watching YouTube tutorials and stuff like that. I've done similar things from I've never built a house or anything of that scale, but, you know, I've. At one point, I had to replace a friend's alternator and some solid chunk of something on their engine that I replaced. I was like, man, this is, a, this is a bit beyond what I'm usually comfortable doing. Like, you want me to replace your alternator? Fine. But this is a bit more than that. But you know, watch a few YouTube videos and you're like, okay, I can connect these dots and see how it's related to things that I have done in the past. And I can see that, yes, this does fall within the realm of what I'm technically capable of even if I didn't know how to do it until those YouTube videos existed. But like an auto mechanic is another one of these things where 
Look, if my auto mechanic never went to school or never did anything, never had an apprenticeship, he was like, yeah, I'm just, I've got plenty of time and I've got plenty of YouTube and I've got, you know, the resources, I've got all the tools needed to do the job. I'm like, I mean, I'm good with it. Look at Matt. I was asking him the other day because he just seems to know everything. So I'm like, how, how did you, how do you know how to do all these things? Like the muffler on the car needed to be replaced. And he's like, all right, I'll just go down to the store, pick up a muffler and then put it, put it on the car, take the old one off, put the new one on. I was asking him like, how do you figure all this stuff out? And he's like, well, you just, he, he literally just taught himself how to do all these things. He's like, well, I was, I took it off. So I just did the opposite of what I just what if what I just did, you know, sure. putting it on is the opposite of taking it off. Right. So but it's as simple as that. Some of these things. And if you just open up your mind, um, be creative and use logic. It's amazing what you can teach yourself how to do. I started learning to code because in third grade I and fourth grade, I used to go to this computer drop-in thing that that they had at the local high school and they just let us play with the computers and we'd play these games that were written in basic and the thing is you could open the game up and look at the source code so if it was a puzzle game and you couldn't get the puzzle after after a while you could open up the source code and then you had a new puzzle which was figure out how this works and then figure out how to change it to play tricks on your friends. Um, and uh, That's and, the best reason for learning programming I've ever heard. Yeah. I just want to play tricks on my friends. And, and, Fourth grade. You know, and <laughs> under DOS, you, you learned a lot of cool things. Like, you know, if you hook this interrupt, you can remap the A key and the Z key and really drive your friends crazy. And they'll never... Never figure out how to fix it if you make it a TSR, um, and uh, which is terminate and stay resident program, and and that's that's the thing you just you just learn things because they're cool. I initially learned I, I'm not I'm I'm not a programmer to anywhere near the the level that you are, so I don't want to be mistaken for that. But I first learned programming because I I wanted to work, make video games, right, and that that was the way to do it, or I wanted yeah. to. And, of course, things like RPG Maker and stuff like that existed to facilitate it so you didn't have to, you know, learn how to do 3D imaging and all that crap. But if someone wants to do something, there's a way to learn how to do it. And it's not necessarily college. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. Nobody. And Nikki. And, you know, we like talking about eating bugs here on the show. We We don't like the idea of eating bugs. And look, we... We trash Nobody this idea. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. Why do you think this is a good idea? I don't. Okay. It's the other nobody. Gotcha. So 
but this is what they're pushing. They're they're pushing insects. Are good. There, there's a new cricket factory. No, I'm not cricket making factory. this up. Yes. See, they should have been studying cricket studies instead of women's studies. Right. They're opening a new cricket plant up in Green Bay. I, I want to be 100% upfront about I am not making this up. They are opening the world's largest cricket processing facility in Canada. They're expecting to process millions of pounds of crickets each year. And it's going to be, they're making cricket powder to use in flour. They're, Why? Because people are losing their mind. I don't know. The food shortages. <laughs> we need to eat crickets. Just grow a garden, See, please. That's the connection. Well, I mean, Get I'll a be- cow, please. Or something. Anything but, I mean, whatever. People can do whatever they want to do. If you want to eat crickets, go for it. But I don't think but don't anyone- force people to do it. It's weird. Some people probably want to eat crickets, obviously. But I think most people don't want to eat so, crickets. I think most people who, who want anybody to eat crickets want somebody else to eat crickets. Like the World Economic Forum people, they don't want to eat crickets. They want you to eat crickets. Well, they want you to eat crickets so they can have filet mignon and lobster. Well, they can have and filet mignon and lobster anyway. And you will be happy. But they can have filet mignon, filet mignon and lobster anyway. But they can but have the more if you're broke. But the robbing us blind, which is how they afford their filet mignon. It, exactly. That's that's the key. So first there was the, the Impossible the Burger, which is plants being turned into meat-like flavors and textures. And okay, now, plants, impossible. plants, you mean oil? Is that what's in the impossible things? A lot of oil. I, all, all toxic, by the way. I did a vegetarian thing a few weeks ago. I've since stopped doing that. I'm now just, I'm going back to intermittent fasting. It's just one meal a day because that's better for me. And I'm losing weight faster that way. However, I did try Dieting some of the- is just fasting slowly. Yeah, I did try some of the impossible foods. <laughs> I got the impossible Whopper at one point because when you're a vegetarian and it's you know 11 o'clock at night, you have- significantly fewer options. I could go to the grocery store and I could make myself a salad or something. You know, there are there are things I could have done to have cooked. Or I could get an impossible burger from Burger King or whatever. So I did try it. What I learned was I, I don't maybe all food maybe all fast food is this way since I don't eat a lot of it, but it is so unbelievably salty. I don't mm. think I've had that much salt in 10 years, over the course of 10 years. I've seen you pretty salty. I don't know. <laughs> not, not like That's producing salt rather than intaking salt, though. But mm. There was nothing I've ever eaten as salty as the Impossible Whopper, except perhaps an ordinary V8. Like I don't yeah. have I don't have issues with salt or anything like that, but the amount of salt they put in V8s is absolutely disgusting. I, yeah, I get the low sodium ones now, and again, it's not because I I need less sodium or anything like that. It's because you it's like liquid salt. You're supposed to dilute it with vodka, I think. I've I've hail Mary full of vodka, blessed are thou amongst cocktails. <laughs> so <laughs> insects can be turned into meat like flavors, says. The Guardian. Well, they are meat, technically. <laughs> I guess. I but, mean, I'm a vegetarian and I wouldn't eat it, so sounds like, like meat to me. I, 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 insects have bones, well, right? I'm, I'm, they have an exoskeleton, typically. I don't okay. know about all of them, but they, their bones are different than our bones. So you Do can just eat them whole the if you want. For you? Like, no, you just like eat it. Crab? Do you like crack the legs? And no, pull you just out pop it. So I used I worked at a Thai restaurant. That was my first restaurant job. In in you a ate lot of Thais. No, oh. I work. I it was a Thai restaurant. Like the food. Okay. So 
they, in a lot of Asian cultures, they eat crickets and other bugs, and it's just normal to them. Whatever. Sure. Um, well, that's because so, they've had communist governments, and they've been starving to death. They don't have to do that anymore. That might be it. But anyways, it's part of their culture. So they would cook different sort of Thai food than they would feed to the customers, just because it's always a bit Americanized. And one day, they were deep frying crickets and eating them. And they're like sitting there laughing at us because we're all like, eh, that's disgusting. And they're like, this is so funny that you guys think this is gross because this is just normal to us. So I have seen it done. They deep fried them and then just ate them like little grapes. I, I recently got on Amazon and ordered one of the dehydrated tarantulas. Not to eat myself, but to get coworkers and friends to eat. I, I'm not going to be under. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks if you eat this tarantula. I, mean, I don't even have to pay them, though. It's just sort of a running gag that originated with dirt-flavored soda. Actually, it originated with something pickle flavored. Pickle cotton, pickle flavored. Reminds cotton me candy, of those um, like Harry Potter jelly beans. It was very similar to that. Yeah, <laughs> Olivia tells me they've got pickle beer in Texas. Oh. Well, you can get pickle flavored soda if you want. It's literally just, it, yeah, it's just carb- do a pickleback like a like a real man or woman. It's carbonated vinegar with sugar added to it. It is absolutely disgusting. I don't want a pickle. Fine, I'll take the cricket. (laughs) So, insects, they say, can be turned into meat like flavors, helping provide a more environmentally friendly alternative to traditional meat options, scientists have discovered. And I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's fire. Millworms, the larval form. Oh, they're talking about millworms here. Not even crickets, right? Like, what are you, a bearded dragon? Don't, like, this isn't for people. Like, I understand, I don't approve, I don't disapprove of it, but I don't want to eat crickets. But, like, there's a hierarchy of these things, right? And if if you, if I have the option, you're starving to death, you can either eat a bowl full of, like, crickets, or a bowl full of the Madagascar hissing cockroaches, or a bowl full of mealworms, I'm going to go with the crickets. Yeah, I But guess the mealworms so. are a meal. I'll just uh, die, they- honestly. <laughs> Like, it's been real, guys. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's what the World Economic Forum has in, has in, in, uh, in, in mind for And us. that's you why I hate them. Nothing, you will eat crickets and you will supposedly be happy, but I don't see how that's going to work. But So, mealworms are the larval form of the yellow mealworm beetle. I did not know oh, that. Oh, yum. They, they have been cooked with sugar by researchers who found that the result is a meat-like flavoring that could one day be used on convenience food as a source of protein. So here, let me, let me get you some, some mealworm shake for your burger, there, or your, for your salad. Here's some mealworm shake. Absolutely wow. disgusting. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to let it be known now that I have a, wor- I have a cricket allergy. And and if you're putting out any products that contain any cricket, I, I really hope that you're labeling them very clearly as to what's uh, in them. Because if I get some of them and I have a reaction to the crickets, I'm going to sue you down to your skivvies. I hate to break it to you, but I think most processed foods have some sort of percentage of bugs that get into them. I'm going mean, to look up the actual percentage. But... in your kitchen probably have some level of, of bug. I mean, there are bugs 
everywhere and sometimes they just die and stay where they are and sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't so they can end up in the chili but it's very different from putting a cricket there intentionally right like i understand if i eat a snickers it's going to contain bug parts at, at some point right but to bite into a snickers and like Oh look, the cricket's head came off in my mouth with the with half of the Snickers bar. That's fundamentally different than these trace amounts of bugs that we find in processed food. Because Snickers really satisfies. While mealworms have until now mostly been used as snacks for pets or as bait while fishing. See, they that's have what I'm going to do with my crickets in the, their brave new world. I'm going to put them on hooks, throw them in the lake, pull out some fish, and I'm going to have me a fry. See, that's why they're not letting you have the crickets. You can have the cricket flour, the flour that they make from crickets, and you can have the mealworm shake. But I'll they're catch not letting, my own damn crickets. They're not letting you have the mealworms. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. If you want to join the discussion, at 603-283-6160. We do the studio tonight. It's Ariane, Nikki, and Nobody. And I want to tell you about BullionMax.com because the government is out there for giving student loans, as we were just talking about during the break. This means that, you know, people who paid for college out-of-pocket just got screwed. My response is something like, okay, you know, if they're forgiving $10,000, can they just write me a $10,000 check and we can call it even and we can skip the, the farce of me taking out a loan to pay for an education I don't need or want that's not going to do me any good? This is just a long line of things. See, I'll that play they- their little game. If, if I mean, if I still get the... Uh- if I still get the forgiveness, yeah, give me a $10,000 loan. I'll go to school for a couple of semesters. It'll be fun. This is just a long line in a, a, in a, this is just a new item in a long list of things that the U.S. government has done to destroy the financial system, yep. the U.S. dollar that, you know, you use and on a destroy daily. Destroy the people who do the right thing to serve the people who do the wrong thing. And you use the dollar on a daily basis. Your, your entire world revolves around the existence of the USD and the government is doing everything they can to destroy it. It couldn't possibly be a better time to learn about alternatives like cryptocurrency and gold and silver and bullionmax.com has you covered as far as precious metals, gold and silver. It's a direct to consumer precious metals retailer that can help you diversify into gold and silver. And if you go to bullionmax.com slash FTL, you can get their silver starter kit at employee pricing, the same price that the employees get. That's bullionmax.com. I say this every single Wednesday that I need to go home and look into this, and then I forget to do it. I think I said last time I was going to do it at the break so that I didn't forget to do it. Guess what I forgot to do last week? And guess what I'm going to forget to do here in 48, 38 minutes? bullionmax.com slash FTL. Don't be like me. Go there now. Have the webpage pulled up because you're probably sitting there in a way that you can do this. You're not doing a live radio show, so pull it up and reserve this deal. One per household. It does come with a number of awesome things. That's bullionmax.com slash FTL. Everyone's favorite socialist, oh, communist rather, Sarah is on the line with us. Sarah, what is your perspective on eating crickets? Are you well, with us? Okay. I mean, you 
you know, if you want to eat it, that's fine. If if you, it's a it's a matter of a mindset. Um, there's plenty of like uh, countries all around the world. They have been eating eating larvae and insects already. Well, that's it's because the they've diet. been practicing communism and starving to death. Sarah, I don't appreciate well, how you're making a rational, lucid point over here. Well, it's just a, it's a matter of your upbringing, what you're introduced to when you're a kid. You're not supposed you know, to make I mean, sense but, when you um, answer questions, Sarah. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, I just want to bring up like I'm a pedestrian activist. We noticed. That has nothing to do with communism. I just want to say that's Holy crap! I'm an advanced one. That's one of the best things I've ever heard in my life, Sarah. A pedestrian activist. Tell me, what forms of activism do you engage in? Ambulatory. Well, I just want to make a a big. Uh, you know, I'm proud of myself. I lived here for 22 years. I never got hit by a car, not once. <laughs> Wow. I I'm going to take uh, this tonight. I need award, an award. You what? Can you guys give me an award for that? Do you, I, I, you know? I, I will absolutely. You already got an award for it. Your hips still work. I will absolutely. Well, I How long, Sarah? I mean, I, will, I assume. I, 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 I don't I want will, to assume your, your hippiness. 97 but. pedestrians a per year Sarah, on average. How long have you been a pedestrian? About uh, average of uh, 93 to 97. No, no. How long have you been a pedestrian? <laughs> I've, been, I've been living in a pedestrian um, for like 22 years, going on 23 years in Albuquerque. And I, and I managed never never to get hit by a car. I mean, that's cause for celebration. I mean, I'm really I think so. Myself. I'm happy yeah. for you, Sarah. I've never put my dick on a hot stove. I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring up that... Um, my, um, pedestrian activists, I, anyway, I just wanted to bring up that we're going to have a seven-mile, it's called the rail trail, the name, because it goes along That the is way too rail. big for a G-string. Go ahead, sir. Anyways, so, so from downtown to Loop, the old town is a tourist uh, place, and Sawmill, they, they have hotels and um, like a food court, and then it, and it goes to. Is the that where they send the bad the food to be judged? I, th- I think the food <laughs> is pretty good, but it's like a food court. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm an I mean, I'm an I'm an activist because I always bring up pedestrian safety. Like I like this because it's a it's um it's supposed to make these walkways a tourist uh, trail to be pedestrian safe. Put in bicycle. Um, you know, like sidewalks and put trees against the, uh, you know, the streets or whatever they're going to do to make it safe. Or when you guys want to come and visit, you could walk this trail. You know what I mean? We have a rail trail in Keene, actually. It's very nice. It's true. But and we, and you guys want to come down and visit Albuquerque after we build it? It's going to cost like $40 million. What is the selling point here, Sarah? Because uh, I'm confused here. What is you their good? you got to listen to the Weird Al Yankovic song, Albuquerque, and that will answer all of your questions about it. No, I want Sarah to. What is their good in Albuquerque that could possibly make me want to visit it? Because what I've heard, I, I, I will step out of my car in a parking lot and will just immediately get run over by an 18-wheeler drag racing at 90 miles per hour. Well, that's why you need to go and on the rail trail. And they'll tax you and make you pay for everybody's education. Well, it's just a matter of time before Sarah's calling the complainers about, to complainers about the New Mexico drivers who are killing people on these rail trails. 
Well, I mean, that's the whole point of building it so that it's out of the way. It's going along the rail, railroad. And somehow when they cross over, they're going to have to cross Rio Grande Boulevard. I don't know how they're going to they're going to make that safe. That's going to be almost Transit impossible. Transit people, how they're too. Gonna make a trail going where people are crossing across the street when everybody's running the red light uh, and all that. And by the way, the you're right. Uh, plenty of tourists have gotten killed and hurt by cars. I mean, I see them running for their lives in front of Rio Grande, uh, crossing the street. Sarah, so I have your certificate here. I don't know how I'm supposed to get this to you, though. Well, I, I hear you. What, what did you say? I have your certificate here, your your award for being, you know, a, a pedestrian, a successful pedestrian of 22 years. Uh, I, I didn't know your last name, so I just put down. Should Sarah, put it to Sarah the camera, so the people watching can see. Yeah, so you got your little certificate here, Sarah, but I don't know how to get it to you, and you're not on the internet or anything like that. So, also, it's paper, which is difficult to send over the internet. Yeah, but I could send her the, well, p- the PDF yeah, of it. Well, you could probably fold up the piece of paper, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, and write an address on it, and drop it in the mail. Well, one, I'm not going to ask Sarah for her address on national radio. But it's probably a good idea to get that on the phone if you're going to follow. But two, I don't think she plan. would actually give her address, and I have no intention of actually going. That, that that's a bit of a work for the joke here. I, I, I think the joke has already been made. You could at this send point. it to General Delivery in Albuquerque, and she could walk her butt on over there and get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is what a true pedestrian activist would. Do I, I'm not convinced. Of, Sarah's so lazy in general. I'm not convinced she does a whole lot of walking. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Give us a call. Let us know about your achievements. How long have you been a pedestrian? God, God bless your soul, Sarah. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you, even if it's something mundane like pedestrian activism, which, look, I we laugh at that because it, it is patently absurd. Like, out of all of the things you could dedicate your life to, out of the, all of the things you can be an activist for, why would you choose pedestrianism or... What is well, pedestrianism? See, if it, well, I would I rather have somebody who is an activist with a walk. I mean, cook me up some Chinese food. I'm a, a vehicle activist. And- I'm I'm a freedom activist, which presumably would include the freedom of a person to walk across a street and not get you know run down in a vehicle as long yeah. as they're not being idiots, but. I, I just can't imagine being so passionate. And she is, to, to her credit, she is passionate about pedestrian activism. Yeah. But uh, I think there's probably better uses of she's her time. She's also completely out of her mind. She, she's, I, she's out of her tree. She is, but isn't, <laughs> right? Like, when we asked her about eating crickets, she made exactly the point that Nikki made. Right, which is that you know it's mostly a cultural thing. There are plenty yeah. of cultures where it's just normal for them to eat crickets. There's cultures where it's normal to eat cats or dogs or whatever. There's historically there's cultures where it was normal to worship cats. It's human human beings are a, diverse. I had a friend who was a homeless guy who described himself as a professional hitchhiker, and he had a dog named Apache, 
and uh, and basically named his dog Apache because when food got scarce in the Apache cat camp, the uh, population of people didn't didn't drop, but the population of dro- dogs would drop dramatically. So he See, that's bad said advice. that if he got hungry enough, he was going to walk his dog. See, that's bad advice. You never want to eat. You never want to kill the dog. And th- this isn't just because you know dogs are great and they're your friends or whatever. Is be- they're useful. Right, your dog cleans up your scraps that fall to the ground, and that keeps other predators oh, away. Oh, that's right. I didn't really think about it in that context until Conan pointed out about it. But no, you're way more likely to survive and get something to eat if you have a dog. Plus, if your dog is any good at all, there you you might have to eat some of the food they catch. And a kill. lot of dogs know. are bred to help humans hunt. Yeah, so I mean, never kill the dog. You, you want to keep the dog alive. Uh, otherwise, that you dog better hunt. Otherwise, you may just be eating Going insects. In While mealworms, <laughs> I want to reiterate this entire sentence because it's so fascinating to me. While mealworms have now mostly have until now mostly been used as snacks for pets or as bait while fishing, they have potential as a food source for humans. I'd rather I mean, fish. A lot of things do, though. Yes, but this is this is the point of austerity that human beings are at because of the the banking institution, the money shenanigans, the inflation, the recessions, all of these things the that governments around the world are doing. The burning down of food plants. Well, that that's oh, that's all accidental. Well, that's a grossly exaggerated thing as well. The the, the media started parroting everything that happened at a food plant, and you know, like. Even if someone uh, in an ashtray caught on fire because an employee was overly full or whatever, that that would end up in the news cycle as a mysterious fire at the food yeah. processing facilities for a while. So some of that was weird, but stuff like planes crashing into food facilities, yeah, gotta wonder. However, this I is liked th- it better when they were crashing into IRS facilities. That was more fun. This is the point of austerity that we're at, and I've actually got a different unrelated story here about uh, Macron. That's the... Uh, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, warning France oh, I thought that, that was a kind of nut. No, that's a macaron. Okay. Or macaroon, whatever. He was warning France that they were they were going to have to face sacrifices in the new era. And it wasn't... Sacrifices? I'll bet you a dollar it's not Macron that's getting sacrificed, though. Yeah, probably no. not. Austerity is a word that I first learned following the 2007 recession and the... Gov- caused the, by the government. Yes, caused by governments and banks. And Greece, in particular, kept implementing more and more austerity measures uh, to, the, to the point where life became effectively not worth living in Greece for a bit. And now that's happening worldwide. And because everyone who pays attention to economic matters knows that this crap, this economy that is going on in the world cannot sustain itself. And the the living standards of the United States is going to go down. They're laying all of this groundwork now years in advance to get you accustomed to the idea of eating mealworms and crickets, eating snacks for your pet and fishing bait. As your primary staples, because they know they're robbing you blind, they're bankrupting you, and they're making the world and all the human beings in it so poor that you have to eat these things or starve. This is all by design. So when you're sitting there in 15 years, you're asking, man, I remember we used to have, you know, steaks for dinner occasionally and all that stuff. And now you're sitting there eating your bowl of crickets or whatever. I want you to remember all of this stuff that we said way back then when they were clearly laying the groundwork for this nonsense because they're talking about austerity and how we're going to have to make sacrifices and all of these other things that are coming to combat climate change. And of course, 
they mentioned that, you know, this bug eating thing is so good for the environment, it's going to help us combat climate change. Sure. Know? Well, I'll tell you what, if they want to, if they want sacrifices made, I think that's great. And I think we should build a big altar and we should start dragging politicians and bankers the people who caused this to the to the altar and we should have some sacrifices okay and i don't agree with that <laughs> I, mean, I mean i don't agree well if they set up the situation that means that sacrifices have to be made then why should i be the sacrifice they should be the sacrifice well and that's the thing right so i i typically don't advocate for violence but if they're saying sacrifices need to be made to save the world wouldn't They've it make been sense running the world so it whatever it is it's their fault well and it's their idea so if you want to save the world by killing people well then why don't you kill yourself yep. i mean if they're, if they're so noble and you know selfless and guess what if you do nobody will shed a tear for you Insects are a nutritious and healthy food source with high amounts of fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, fiber, and high-quality protein. Yes, so is your brain. Yeah, which is like that of meat, says a researcher at a university in South Korea. Many consumers seriously like and need animal protein in our diet. However, traditional livestock farming produces more greenhouse gas emissions than cars do. But There's, not more than the billionaires' private planes that they fly on to Davos so they can lecture the rest of us about how we need to sacrifice our consumption. I just, I need to know the data that they're using to justify that sort of statement. Because I've seen the meme out there, okay, you spend the night in a garage with a car running, and I will spend the night with exactly. a cow. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I would absolutely tell yeah, the cow's probably going to stink more. But I'm going to survive the night. Yep. Right. And I realize that you, you don't know, have to do anything with the cow. No. Okay. No, it, they're just flatulent, as I understand it. But oh, well, who isn't these days? But the, <laughs> well, apparently cars, according to these people. I just can't imagine a world where it's true that cows produce more greenhouse emissions than cars. Well, and I realize it's not carbon emissions. It's not the carbon emission from a car that's going to kill you if you lock yourself in a garage yeah. with it. Well, well, it kind of is. It's the carbon monoxide, not the carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is completely burned carbon, and carbon monoxide is partially burned carbon. Well, it's also interesting because you have people that live in cities telling people that live in rural areas that they need to stop doing things that are bad for the environment. You have people that are flying in private jets to places that are 30 minutes away. These are the people telling us that... Normal folks like you and I and the listeners need to make drastic changes to our lives so let's to save the world. So let's your planes. Cho said that edible insects like mealworms and crickets were superfoods that have long been enjoyed by communities in Asia, Africa, and South America. Those are, those are all true statements. However, those are also not parts of the world typically known for being wealthy. So, I you know, there, there's a reason that, you know, the people in England don't have a custom of eating crickets. It's because they've generally been fairly wealthy. There's more coming up about this. Of course, you can weigh in. it's just not cricket. 603-283-6160. There is more coming up. What about you? What Mealworms or crickets? Which would you prefer? It is Free Talk wicket. Live.
is Free Talk Live. Of course, we are going into the final segment. That means that we're probably not going to take your calls unless I recognize your name or whatever. Because it doesn't give us a time to screen them. But you can still join us online in the meantime at social.freetalklive.com. You can chat with us there. But I want to say thank you. I was saying all of that to buy myself time because I didn't have the name in front of me anymore. And then I forgot to go back to the name anyway. I want to say thank you to Matthew, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Matthew is a member of the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. And a brief reminder, as of September the 1st, that will be the only way to acquire the full version of the Free Talk Live show as a podcast. So thank you so much, Matthew. You can check out the AMPS program. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. If you value the show, if you want to help us reach more radio stations, all of that kind of stuff, joining the AMPS program is the best way to do it. That's amps.freetalklive.com. And it does come with a number of cool little perks, but really the reason to join is because you like the show and you want to help us reach more radio stations. It only takes five bucks per month. So thank you, Matthew, for your contributions. And we hope you're enjoying the show and you're continuing to amplify it. We're talking now about mealworms. And the use of, they're not suggesting at this point, in this article at least, feeding people live mealworms or anything like that. All of that's coming. That's way down the road, right? They, they've got to get around years and decades of mental blocks before they can do that. However, they're taking these mealworms and they're they're doing stuff to them. And I can't, I can't they imagine. They grind their bones to make <laughs> your bread. I Just sprinkle a little sugar on it. It's fine. Yeah, I can't imagine what grotesque, unholy things you have to do to a mealworm to turn it into a powder. But it, God has forsaken us, clearly, because they're doing it. And it's a meat-like flavoring. Hell is empty and the devil's all here. Well, I mean... You're not it eating, feels like it. Yeah, you're not eating mealworms in hell, at least. I, mean, I assume if you're, you know, you probably get a decent steak there. This new study, which will be presented to the American Chemical Society this week, found that the flavors were released when mealworms were heated with sugars, with the proteins and sugars interacting and caramelizing. It's like a- kettle corn. <laughs> <laughs> this is actual research from an actual scientist with an actual degree being paid with actual money to do research. Let's see what happens when I pour some sugar on these mealworms in this pot of boiling water. Mm. Well, it's better than paying them to genetically engineer new plagues for us, I guess. Yeah. I don't know how much better it is. At least the plague is complicated. Well, now they're, they're also growing meat in labs. They are. So what's worse, crickets or lab-grown meat? Get this, I have ground... Ignorance or apathy? Who knows? Who cares? I have groundbreaking (laughs) news for people out there. You're you're legitimately not going to believe this. This is the most breathtaking thing you will ever have heard. Different cooking (sighs) processes produce different results. The researchers found. Yes. Wow. Researchers totally different than any other kind of food where all cooking processes produce identical results. It is mind boggling to me that someone was paid to ascertain that different cooking processes produced different results. Steamed mealworms give off a sort of sweet corn like aroma. Do they? I doubt it. But (laughs) I mean I don't Roasted and deep-fried versions have more of a similarity with shrimp. Do they? Do they, though? <laughs> a, a panel of volunteers 
were used in sniff tests to ascertain the most meat-like flavors of those concocted. Sniff tests? They won't even eat them. (laughs) They're like, well, I smelled it and it tasted like meat, so you guys should eat them. How do you get a volunteer to be willing to eat deep-fried mealworms? I'm but, sure you could. But see, that they're not well, even doing... you lock them in a room with no food for a long time. Yeah. Um, they're not even, like, doing the powder thing. They're like, hey, here's some deep-fried mealworms. Tell us what this smells like. This one's <laughs> boiled. What does this smell like? Would you eat this boiled mealworm? This is a steamed mealworm. Scientists say avoiding meat and dairy products is the single biggest way to reduce your environmental impact on the planet. I, I'm, that's, it's, that's BS. Calling BS on that one. Well, they do have a link here. So. You can offset all of the carbon that you and all of your descendants throughout history will, uh, will ever produce just by taking... Go to Davos, okay, and when they f- when the World Economic Center flies in in their private planes, blow one up, okay? Blow up the plane that- with no one in it. Uh, well, sure, sure. Um, you know, you might need to take out two planes then, but... Fine, as but, long as there's no one in them. Yeah, so long as there's no one in them, but, but that will that will eliminate your entire carbon f- footprint at the expense of the people who actually worry about that sort of thing. It's just crazy to me that they're trying to say that meat and dairy consumption is equal to the pollutions of these major companies that are literally dumping different sort of toxins and pollutants into rivers and streams and and soon we'll be dumping mealworms into you i love the the article more or less peters out around this point but then we get a message from the guardian themselves there can be no more hiding and no more denying global heating is supercharging extreme weather at an astonishing speed now this is a, a reportedly a journalism website right this is what they do they report the facts or whatever here they are with blatant fear mongering using very extreme language here, supercharging, extreme weather, and astonishing speed. These are not the words of accurate journalists. So, These are the words of propagandists. So this is what people are being told. The number of people facing acute food insecurity worldwide has more than doubled to 345 million since 2019 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, conflict, and climate change. The COVID-19 pandemic didn't do this, though. Governments did by locking people down and creating shortages around the world. Also by outlawing fertilizer in places like the Netherlands and Canada. Right. But I mean, even in the U.S., the the primary issue is that the the factor, the the tractors they use and stuff like that, they they can't get replacement parts and all all of these other things that they need because the factories in China were closed. So it's a cascade of of failures at this point, and it's going to be ugly and they're going to blame COVID-19 and Russia and global warming and all of these things. But the truth is rather simple. Governments did this to you. Yep. This wasn't COVID-19. This isn't. Well, even conflict, okay, that's government. COVID-19, yep. that's government. Climate change, I don't really believe that that's causing food shortages, but if it is, that's also caused by the government. What? Yeah, I mean, what what global warming would actually cause would be longer growing cycles, 
Okay. Bigger plants, higher tree lines on mountains, uh, the greening of, of the earth because carbon dioxide is plant food. And there was actually a study a number of years ago that as the rate of as the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere increases, trees are becoming more efficient at processing mm. that carbon dioxide, turning it into oxygen, as you would expect, right? This is how cyanobacteria took over the planet in the first place, right? There was an abundance of carbon dioxide, so nature did what nature does, and here evolved this bacteria that just so happens to consume carbon dioxide and turn it into oxygen, okay? Well, then we have an abundance of oxygen, so what does nature do? Nature creates a breed of, animal, a breed of creatures or organisms, is the word I'm looking for, that consumes the oxygen and turns it back into carbon dioxide. And the two form this nice little symbiotic relationship of turning one's breathing stuff into the very thing the other one needs in order to survive. A lot of this happened because mm. of deforestation, because we cut away. We destroyed those yep. things that we... They're our breathing to partners. build cities. Yes. And now we're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have killed all of our breathing pro- partners. That's what I'm going to refer to trees now. For I the like rest of my that. Life, they're our yeah. breathing partners. And now we have a lot more trees. Yep. Well, and algae also. Algae produces more oxygen than trees do, actually. Yeah, that's true. And when you have these big corporations polluting oceans and polluting freshwater streams and whatnot, that is not helping the algae situation. So there's that as well. Good point. And it makes sense that I think about it because the part of a tree that actually processes carbon dioxide into oxygen is just just the leaves and they don't make up the... The vast majority of the tree is, mm-hmm. is not leaves. So it's a mess of a situation out there, but ultimately the problem will, as I like to say, fix itself. If humans are such a contaminant to the planet that we're, we're making lives unsustainable for humans, then humans will start dying off and that will diminish our ability to make the planet uninhabitable, which will allow nature to make it habitable again. It's If there's and a problem... wonder why I'm pro-choice. Yeah, if there's a problem, it will fix itself. But you can argue with me about it in the meantime on our social media server if you'd like. That's social.freetalklive.com. I won't block you. Social.freetalklive.com. I might.